0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gaughan and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley.
2: And the green flag is out. Back here on Gone Racing again this week. I think they introduced us, Jeff Motley, Brennan gone. We didn't actually, couldn't hear the promo this time. But hey, it's great to be back in the studio with you. I almost forgot what you look like.
3: I appreciate it. It's great to be back here. I just realized <laughs> as we came on air that I forgot to change shirts this morning. Um,
2: uh-huh, a little free advertising yeah. for City Light Shine This was an there. accident,
3: VEASAN. I promise I was doing something else. I got the right hat.
2: He's got the right hat. He's got, well, look, Brennan owns like five different companies. <laughs> so he. it's very easy for him. He wears a different shirt every day of the week for Listen, one of the companies. It's just like racing.
3: Run. I don't have a wardrobe. All I have is different logoed polo shirts because that's what I've had to do my whole life. And everybody makes fun of me because I don't know how to dress myself. I go, listen, just what what am I wearing that day? And that's what I have to do. With when it.
2: was the last time you bought a shirt that you wear?
3: Well, I always have to buy South Point shirts because I come here and forget the right shirts. And so I have oh, to go yeah. to the gift shop. You don't
2: just one. go to Sally's office and say, hey, I need a shirt.
3: Yeah. I go, see, when you go to that well too many times, <laughs> you have to go to the well in the gift shop. And, by the way, Ruth Hall, who has run our gift shop since I was uh, two years old, three years old. Ruth's still here. Uh, I think Ruth makes more money in the gift shop than the casino does. Uh, I bought a Greg Norman polo shirt with South Point on it not too long ago. I'm not going to say the price, but dear goodness. Uh, yeah, I, I well, still When back. I get
2: the line from Sally, I gave my last one to Brendan. I'm kind of like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
3: anyway. Anyway, Hi, Hi Mr. Molly. Hello. Hi.
2: It's, Hi. it's racing time. Uh, we're excited about this week because we're going to Chicago. But before we can get to the home. I'm excited of,
3: uh, about wrapping up last week.
2: Right. Before we get to Sweet Home Chicago, we're going to home of country music, Nashville, where we were last week. Ross Chastain gets a breakthrough. I know that made you excited because it gets you one driver close to making it more than That's 16 right. winners this year. I know and that, also, but,
3: who had Ross Chastain in the group? Uh,
2: you look, you, you, you. you Cleaned up on us with the picks last week. We're all going to acknowledge up. that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going
4: to acknowledge. Look, yeah. you get your last segment to Brad. Right. It's what the Come fourth on. segment oh, no, is no, no, for. No. This
3: whole pr- first segment, which is recap of Nashville. <gasps> hey, Brad Keslowski, who's the guy that always picks Brad Keslowski? Who's the guy? What? not what, that the picker's main they, guy? The
2: picker. They, pick yep. they Look, did not pick him this, last week.
4: As, as Dominic Toretto once said, we're, we're a family. So I'm helping you win your bets by getting you to love Brad Keslowski. I'm just saying. I could not
3: win a bet till the regular season. I'm still gonna be positive.
2: Well, Brendan thinks he was the big winner last week, but the big winner last week was Ross Chastain. Yes, was. He came in, he was eleven to one to win that race, so it got us a double digit winner there, plus three hundred for a top three. He won group beat plus two eighty. He had a head head against Denny Hamlin, plus one fifteen. He brought Chevy home at minus one oh five. Third career victory for Ross, but he also kind of swept the uh the cup weekend. He won his first career pole. En route to winning the race, uh, it was a huge deal too because you had Justin Marks, is from the Nashville area. There, you know, it's kind of hometown for him. Well, they, um, they
3: got Tootsie's on on Suarez's car. Tootsie's on Suarez's car. They always have a bit, and they had a they had a music th- guy on, on. I mean, it, it was a big cool. deal for that team to come back. on. And remember, we've been talking. He was on a Schneid, right? Ever since the sit down where Justin said we got to calm down a little, which Justin says it didn't really go down quite that way. He had uh, that, us some talk listen, about it this a week. month ago. He said it went down that way. <laughs> Justin, Justin is an old driver. Let's get this straight, because he's racing this weekend. Justin's an old driver, and Justin is as full of poop as anybody else. He says what he needs when it matches the deal. When when he needed to say that he had to have that talk with Ross, he had the talk with Ross. When he wins, he says, "I didn't have that talk with Ross."
2: Yeah, well, I know. One of the, Ross was pretty pretty darn good. Uh, Truex came in second, really didn't have anything for him. Uh, but speaking of Martin Truex Jr., there's the hottest guy in the sport right now. Uh, Once again.
3: I will freely admit, I may be kicking your butts in the picks, but is there a minus number of points I get for having the worst pick? And we're only in the 15th race or whatever, 18th race of the year.
4: Worst pick of the year? It's, need- it's minus 50. Minus minus fifty. Minus. Minus 50. Minus 50 points? Yes, minus 50 points. Well,
3: I might be able to make it up because I'm close enough already. (laughs) I know. uh, I
4: I feel like
2: the – I think
3: actually that still puts me ahead of you even if I'm minus 50. I kind of feel like Wyatt
2: keeps moving the start-finish line on you there.
3: Yeah. That's (laughs) that's okay because the worst pick of the year was me saying the biggest disappointment this season was going to be Martin Truex Jr. Uh, Martin, I owe you like dinner at Michael's because that was the – most god-awful pick, I think, in the history of our sport.
2: Well, we we'll take a look at the top ten. Probably only one really big surprise here. But Martin Tricks Jr., he was plus 200 for a top three. Denny Hamlin also plus 200 for a top three. Uh, Chase Elliott, a lot of people thought this was a race he really needed to win because he'd been so good at Nashville. Uh, he did come in fourth, had a fairly strong run. Uh, only big surprise here, and it was a pleasant surprise, Eric Jones with Legacy Motor Club placing eighth in this race. Uh, It's been a rough year for Legacy. Ever since I really think they made the announcement that they were moving to Toyota next year, I'm sure they haven't really been in Involved in many of Chevy's meetings going forward the rest of the year. Also, A.J. Allmendinger coming in with the 10th. A good run for, for Cauley Racing. It was a good weekend for A.J. Allmendinger. He also won the Xfinity race on Saturday. But I need a little shout-out to our buddy, Riley Herbst. He was the top-finishing Xfinity car. Best career finish there, finished second. I happened to be standing uh, by his pit box for the last 15 laps of the race. And uh, saw his dad, Troy, and talked to Riley after the race, and they were pretty Pretty excited to say I was, the least. I,
3: I was I was very happy with him on the second to last restart, and I was very unhappy with him on the last restart. Uh, but really proud of Riley. But I mean, let let's go back. I mean, AJ Allmendinger, had a good strong. And how about college racing? Second. I mean, Justin Haley qualified second. Now didn't have a good race, but still college cars showing speed, and that's a good sign for this weekend because of what we think when we think of road course racing, we think AJ Allmendinger. So they've got speed, but some some. You know, Christopher Bell, good run. Eric Jones, that, was, that team needed that good run more than any team needs a good run. That was, that was finally a good run for them.
2: Well, take a quick look at our at our standings now. We're up to eleven eleven different winners. Yep, uh, we're close. Um, I think there's a few guys probably who could get across the finish line. Certainly with uh, what well, we got three or uh, two three three road course street courses left here in the regular season with Chicago, Indy, and, and Watkins Glen. Plus we've got the Atlanta and Daytona tracks. So there's certainly five uh, outliers out there. Uh, plus we've got some guys that haven't won this year, like Kevin Harvick, like Chase Elliott. Uh, who could find their way across the, the line. So uh, Martin Tricks Jr., though, I do think right now he is starting to show himself a little bit as a class of the field.
3: Yeah, no, Martin's definitely stepping up. And, and you know, let's talk about the points for a second with that Chase Elliott move. You know, you don't see him on the on the front page here, and you don't see him on the cut line page. Because remember, Chase has missed so many races this year. But let's talk about, can Chase Elliott point his way in? There, There's the, you know, you're, you're seeing the graphic now with, with where the cut line is. And this cut line, we've talked, Jeff, it is a bloodbath. I mean, if you look at the the drivers, the teams, the numbers there. But remember, Chase Elliott, all the way down right now in 25th, 289 points. He's only 66, 64, four 64 points, points out of pointing his way in with the three road courses like we named. I think Chase Elliott does not need to win a race now.
2: I would agree with the, he doesn't need to win a race. Uh, but also, part of this is going to depend on... How does Alex Bowman race? How does Daniel yep. Suarez race? Yep. Because it's one thing for Chase Elliott to go out and finish fourth like he did at Nashville and made up a bunch of points last week. But if Alex Bowman and Daniel Suarez go out and run seventh and eighth and Chase Elliott's running fourth, well, he's not going to make up as much ground on those guys that he's trying to catch.
3: Well, and and let's talk about guys that are, are not even – we're talking about that Austin Dillon had a huge penalty earlier this year. So he's way down on the points because he had the big penalty. Austin can win a race and – Daytona very and Talladega very well. And, and, I mean,
2: and that's in when I was joking about the start finish line moving. See if somebody outside the top sixteen wins a race, well, suddenly Chase Elliott's finish line moved farther moves, away. Moves
3: further away, absolutely. So you know, you look at this. There's there's. Uh, Austin Dillon that hasn't won that's out there. There's still Chase Elliott that hasn't won that's out there. You've got Michael McDowell that we talked about with all these road care courses, how well he's doing. AJ Allmendinger who hasn't won with all these road courses. You have you know Ty Gibbs so, well, who's quietly having a very very nice uh, rookie season, sitting just outside the cut line. You got Daniel Suarez who's outside the cut line. You have big names and big teams and big drivers that can get them. So that there's a lot of. This, this line is going to be nasty coming down the stretch.
2: And you mentioned the 64 points. All right, look at the standings up there right now. Let's just go off the points for this week, okay? Yep. And, and forget what points are going to get at Chicago. If A.J. Almendinger won at Chicago,
3: Then Chase Elliott
2: goes from 64 points back to 92 points points back because the guy in 15th, Bubba Wallace, would fall to 16th, and that's 92 points difference. So I think that's where you can't just say, oh, Chase Elliott has 64 points to make up. He could run well and still have that number – Yep, change on him in the wrong direction, yep. so that's why it's going to be tough. All right, let's take a quick look at our upcoming schedule. We talked about this week. We're really excited about going to Chicago. Then we're going to go to Atlanta. Second time this year. First track we're visiting for the second time, and then we'll head up to Loudon, New Hampshire, Pocono, and then the short track at Richmond, Virginia. That'll be the second track we're visiting for the second time, so pretty exciting schedule coming up, but Brendan, I am I am, I'm am, fired up for this week.
3: You know, um, I'm one of those guys. I talked to Moody this week, and I I've never been a guy that, whether it's good, and you know, we've been together a long time, doing media tours, you know, we've done all these things. I'm a guy when it comes to this sport, Jeff, that says, I don't care if I like it or dislike it. We're going to see what it is and play it out. When the the chase started, the sprint for the cup started in 04, everybody poo-pooed the idea, everybody this and that, and I said, timeout. I don't know if it's good or bad. I can have my druthers of what I think, but let's play it out. You know, And it turned out to be the start of what I think is one of the greatest playoff formats in, in all sport. Then we went to the new car, the, 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 the next-gen car. Okay? Yeah, it didn't go quite as well. It didn't go quite as well. But NASCAR made a quick reboot and, and changed it. So I'm never a guy that says, oh, I hate this before you started it, or I, didn't, or I loved it before it started, because you're not giving it a fair account. I can say whether I liked something. I liked the next-gen car. It had a wing. I thought these things were great. It turned out to be a bust. I loved the chase for the Sprint Cup and still loved it to this day. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where this race, I think this car in particular makes this feasible. Well,
2: I think you look at the last five years and some of the really cool things NASCAR has tried, whether it's going to Austin. Going to Road America, running at the L.A. Coliseum, running a race on dirt, going and basically Bristol dirt. Exactly. Running in the Iowa cornfield, if you will, in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. You know, so they've been able to to take some risks some take some chances. This is another risk, but it's also a great opportunity. You're in
3: downtown Chicago, man. Come on. If they don't have play Blues Brothers have to in- join in on NBC, I'm going to be mad.
2: Well, I actually think the Bluesmobile should be the pace car. That's oh. my thought. So, the fastest thing since Jake and Elwood. I'm, so. I'm calling O'Donnell. <laughs> All, All right. O'Donnell. We'll be back on Gone Racing. We're going to show you the course layout and start giving you the odds.
1: This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley.
2: All right, here we are back here at the South Point Hotel Casino, our lovely VEASAN studios, talking all things to Chicago street race. Brendan, you know where you and I really dropped the ball. We really, really should have dressed up like Jake and L. Wood for the show today.
3: I, I You know... I am such a Blues Brothers fan. Like I've, I've Since I was – it came out before I was, you know, I watched it. But Carrie Fisher, the original Blues Brothers, uh, the chase scene. By the way, part of these roads are in the famous chase scene that are in Grant Park. I mean, that that's – they go right through Grant They're going to be racing around Grant Park. The I mean, Buckingham Fountain is in the middle of the course. The Bean is going to be just on the north side I mean, of the course. You, you go back and watch the famous Blues Brothers car chase scene through Chicago and – it's right here, right here. So here's a look at
2: the course, and and Brendan, I know obviously no one has ever raced on this course. So uh,
3: we got a lot of tight corners. We've got a couple of fairly lengthy straightaways. It's so look, I've I've talked to some people about the course. It is very tight, and that's that is very and different. rough. I'm hearing because
2: they did not no repave grip. the streets, no, no. No unlike grip. we're doing here yes. for
3: Formula One. No grip. I was told extremely low grip, lower than Sonoma, which if that's possible, I didn't know it was, and very tight on the corners what I what I see out of this though is if you look at this track map long straightaway corner long straightaway corner long straightaway corner there's many passing zones here because remember a corner is where you're going the only place you're going to pass so I see one two three four five I see six legit passing zones which is a lot of passing and for I road think course.
2: I think the area from turn two to turn five because turn three and turn four are, just are really just like a curve. Yeah. To me, that is where you're really, really going to need to make some hay in that four and five. You're, you're going to have, have to do gonna something there. You're going to have to
3: keep your momentum through four and five to be able to pass when you get to turn six, I believe is what that is. So my thing about this is I see passing opportunities, but it's going to have to be old school, risky, stick your nose in, be there, and force your way. And if you look – the three of the opportunities are the same turn corners. So that means if you get the inside six, you have the inside for seven, which is where you want to be. This is, it's going to be old school road coursing. And to me, we don't have a lot of data points on this. NASCAR doesn't, we don't, we're going to, and we're picking this. Let's start, start prefacing this now, Jeff. We're picking this on Thursday. We don't. haven't seen a practice lap. Right. We haven't seen anything except the entry list. So Guys, what we're going to do today way early in this Right. Gig, no
2: one put your money down till qualifying is over.
3: And that we, is we unfortunately have to put our money down on correct. Thursday. but We're going to tell well, everybody how smart or how dumb we are when right. it's all over. But what I <laughs> see is there are names in this field that, when we, we're going to get to the odds here in a second, that I'm going to look at traditional guys that have raced at a Long Beach, guys that have raced at a Belle Isle, guys that have raced at the street courses somewhere. Austin Sindrick. Um A.J. Almondinger. A.J. Almondinger. You named, you named a name that NASCAR fans are going to have no clue who he is. Um, but, you know, there's going to be some, we might, I might actually put money on a Jensen button this weekend in Rick Warecar because he is so knowledgeable about street racing. Right. And, and the guy you met,
2: Shane Van Giesbergen, who is from New Zealand. You
3: notice that, hey. Did you hear that little...
2: Well, I had to do nah is I had there. to MC his press conference at <laughs> Nashville, so I got the pronunciation right. Shane Van Giesbegen. That's pretty good. He's Australian. He's from New Zealand.
3: Oh, you so, just... So, oh, wow. He's uh, yeah, going to hate you I know, the
2: guy, man. He's from New Zealand, but he's raced the V8 supercars down there, which most Americans know. Marcus Ambrose, a very successful but, racer on, down there. To
3: the NASCAR fan in America, the closest thing you have anywhere in the world to a stock car, and honestly... A one A cup of, car. A cup car. One of the baddest to the bone race cars in the world is a V8 supercar. Muscle car, big heavy car, big motor. It's bad to the bone racing. And I used to talk to Marcus about going down to Australia and racing one because I want to do it one day. But if he comes from V8 supercars, that puts him in a category that I like. You know, And
2: I think with the simulators and everything else now, I mean, he's obviously going to get you know a feel of what it is. And guess what? he's got as much time on that racetrack as everybody else is going to yeah, have. Absolutely. And one other interesting rule that NASCAR passed this week, no one racing in the cup race is allowed to race the Xfinity race on Saturday, so no one's going to get any extra laps. So it's going to be exciting. I think this course layout reminds me a little bit of Watkins Glen, maybe because of the bus stop in the, in the back, but um, I don't know. We'll uh, see We'll see how it plays out, but we've got to get to our odds here. Yes, Brendan. So our odds to win and our favorite this week. I may, I'm actually a little bit surprised, but uh, Chase Elliott is coming in at a plus 500 as our favorite. Then Tyler Reddick and Martin Truex Jr. the hottest man in NASCAR at plus 650. Kyle Larson's plus 750. AJ Allmendinger plus 900. Kyle Busch 10 to one. William Byron 11 to one. Ross Chastain 12 to one. And then the numbers get much bigger. Chris Buescher at 20. Daniel Suarez. Christopher Bell at 25. Michael McDowell. Austin Syndrick at 28. Joey Logano, who always seems to win the first race anytime we go anywhere, <laughs> although he didn't win at North Wilkesboro, he and Denny Hamlin are thirty to one, and Alex Bowman forty to one.
3: Well, look, I start off with the, let's talk about the Joey Logano thing. Won the inaugural. Uh uh, Coliseum race. And he won the first dirt race at Bristol. Won the dirt race at Bristol. And we said he had no dirt experience. We, on this show, were like, oh, we didn't even talk about Joey Logano.
2: He didn't win the first COTA race, and he didn't win the first North wilkes He didn't win, win them all. But,
3: but but he, if you go back to when, the, even back in the Kentucky, I think he won Kentucky the year it came out. I think he... You know, Joey Logano is a guy that knows how to win at these new tracks. So I do like the Joey Logano, but I said, I'm going to focus on guys that have traditional road race experience. Let's start on the, on this page, Michael McDowell, 28 to one, Austin Cendrick, 28 to one, uh, Daniel Suarez, 25 to one. These are big, long odds. And the dinger at plus 900, I get that chase Elliott is a favorite at five plus 500. I get it just because maybe we talk about what he did a couple of years ago, but I think that that's way overrated. And so I am going to fade Chase on a win here. But man, I do like the dinger at 900. That's a great return. Uh, Ross Chastain, remember what he did at Coda? Remember how well he's run at that place? I li- I there are big numbers here. I'm I'm so far in the lead, I could just pick winners and see well, if and, I and can and even look, pull away from
2: And and at the risk of you you disagree with me, you're you're the guy that's been a professional race car driver. Clearly clear I'm not. But I do not compare this track really to any road course because there's one thing it does not have. No runoff. If you make a mistake here, you've hit a wall or you've hit a tire barrier. You've not kicked up some, some dust dirt. at Sonoma or those big, huge runoffs that do we have at Indy in the road. How many years
3: have I yelled at you about NASCARizing these road courses? What I say about Watkins Glen and Sonoma and why I love Road America so much is the NASCARizing the tracks I hate. Now, Road America has a penalty for missing. Huge curbs, dirt, grass, gravel pit, nasty stuff. Sonoma, Watkins Glen—they've gotten rid of those. You can you can blow turn Run one. Off, by a You got two. asphalt yeah. out there. You, you can blow on turn one by trucking. a mile, and you you pass three people. You know, this is the nth degree of road racing. This is where if you miss a shift going into a corner and wheel hop, you are hitting a wall and ending your day. So that's why, to me, I like some of these names that that maybe you wouldn't normally talk about. Maybe you're in equipment, a lot. Shane Van Giersberg, uh, Jensen Button, who are in some of these cars that maybe are lesser teams that we're not used to, but they're not going to make those mistakes. That's what I like. I mean, I've raced Long Beach. I've raced street courses. It is a different animal. If you know what you're doing, it will be a huge advantage.
2: Taking care of your car. Okay, our long shots, and it's interesting to see some of these names on the long shot list, if you will, but Ryan Blaney coming off a horrible crash at Nashville last week along with Kevin Harvick at 45-1. to Ty Gibbs is 50. That man, Shane Van Giesbeg, and I just like saying his name, (laughs) 55-1. to Chase Briscoe, Brad Keselowski at 65. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Bubba Wallace at 80. Todd Gilliland, Ryan Priest, Noah Gregson, Justin Haley, Jensen Button, Making a return this week. Uh, Harrison Burton, Eric Jones, Corey LaJoy all at 100 to 1. Anybody off this page? I guess anybody
3: can. Listen, I want to get to the top threes because Jensen Button for a top three, Shane Van Giesbergen 55 to 1, 100 to 1. Okay, I like it. But top three is a little more legit, maybe, let's say. And if they're 100 to 1 here and 55 to 1 here, what are they going to be for the top threes?
2: Well, we are about to find out. So let's take a quick look at our top threes here. Uh, no big surprise here that we have Chase Elliott at plus 140. Tyler Reddick and Martin Tricks Jr. plus 185. Kyle Larson's a plus 210. Almendinger, 250. Kyle Busch, 260. Byron, 300. Chastain, 330. Busher 600. Suarez and Bell, 700. McDowell and Cindric 750. Logano and Hamlin at eight.
3: Alex Bowman at nine. Decent returns on the guys I was mentioned: Sindrick at 750 and 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 a McDowell 750, Dinger at 250. Man, they took that just lower than I really want. I'd like pick, to see that at
2: 300. I'd you? rather yeah. pick
3: him to win basically at the 900 than the 250. But but the next page, Motley is the one that I think is is.
2: All right, we'll take I a quick some... look there. Also, Blaney and Harvick both are coming in at a plus nine hundred. Ty Gibbs at ten to one. Van Gisbergen at eleven to one. Briscoe and Keselowski sixteen. Stenhouse and Wallace at twenty two, and a whole bunch of guys at twenty eight.
3: And and in that whole bunch of guys is Jensen Button. I got to tell you, Jensen Button. It's a Rick Ware car. I don't think it. It may be a little bit more than a Rick Ware car. Is this going to be a, a
2: a Roush engine? Is it going to be a Penske? They're are yeah. a, a four team. They're a four so. team now.
3: So, I mean, I think it'll have a little bit more under the under the hood. I think it'll have a little bit maybe, you know, maybe it's going to come from a different shop, you know, how those things work some days that we don't always know. But I like the Van Giesbergen angle. I like the Jensen-Button angle. Those are big returns on guys that have so much experience. I think it'll come into play.
2: Well, I think it's going to be interesting because I won't be shocked to see somebody who surprises the heck out of us. So, okay, we come back. We'll start getting our head-to-heads and our group matchups.
1: premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gaughan and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley.
2: Want to rewatch any part of today's show or any past show? Check out the Gaughan Racing podcast. It's free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. We give you all the latest news, odds, and everything you need to know heading to the betting counter before each NASCAR Cup Series race. And while you're there, catch up on all the other VEASAN shows as well. That's VCN.com slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jake. This is Elwood. We're talking about Chicago this weekend. Not really. This is Jeff, and that's Brandon. I, bo-
3: I think we're both more Jake than we are Elwood. Well, but, you know.
2: This is probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Jake was Belushi. Yes. Yeah. Juliet yeah. Jake. Yeah. I might have used to had Aykroyd's figure, but I don't anymore. So yeah, you and I probably are both. John Belushi these days, but except we're live. We're down 30. We are live, so that's good. You're down 30? Yeah,
3: 30, so. take it. Wow, jeez. Just exercising? Just exercising. I thought Could they said you
2: lose more in the kitchen than you do in the gym. Wow. I'm impressed. That's good. All right. got to get notes from Brendan after the show on <laughs> weight loss, I believe. So, okay. Let's talk about uh, our head-to-head matchups as we head to uh, Chicago, the street race. Not to be confused with Chicago Land Speedway, everybody. You know, that was a well, track Or Chicago Motor. In, or Chicago Motor Speedway, which I actually was at that track I one time. One. So, I remember going there. They were filming that movie Driven, Driven. or something like that, yep. I believe. Yep. Uh, Stallone was there that day. Uh, met all kinds of interesting people that day. Was there, uh, Richard Dent was there. Robin Yount was there. Chris and I went up to meet with Robbie Ray Hall about bringing a cart race to Vegas. Vegas. So it was like, what was it like two thousand or two thousand one or something?
3: I was in. I was not full time. Oh one.
2: You were racing because Kyle Busch, I think, had to rode the plane back. He was racing. He was, like, 16 years old before they made him get out of the truck when they went to Fontana. So, it was one long time ago. So, okay, let's get back to our head-to-heads here. Um, a lot of Chase Elliott love. A lot of Chase
3: Elliott love, which makes me want to bet against Chase yeah. Elliott almost here. But but Ross Chastain, 125 to minus 145. I mean, look, Chastain's proven himself to be a pretty decent little road racer, and Chastain is, has... You know he's riding high, right? I mean the kid just came off of another win. He's finally got himself. You know they're not talking about. You're not talking about. You have it's been might be a record for Ross. It's been what four or five races since we've heard Ross Chastain being a schmuck. So now he's got a win. He's he's kind of pitching some of that to the wayside. You had here where Hmm. you can you can root people out here and it's not going to really piss anybody off. Well, and I don't. You
2: probably weren't able to catch all of Ross Chastain's post-race press conference, I had actually sit through all 30 minutes of it uh, last Sunday night. He made an interesting point. He said that he had spoken with a number of drivers. Truex Hamlin were a couple of drivers he had talked to, and they had kind of given him a little bit of a, a a little bit, okay, look, when somebody is really faster than you are, Unless you're racing for the stage win or you're racing for the race win, show some courtesy, and I'll bet you those guys will show Show you you that courtesy back. back. And he talked about how at the end of the second stage, how hard Truex raced him, but he said that was at the end of the stage. But he said everything that they said would happen on the racetrack happened. happened. I raced those guys with respect. Those guys raced me with respect. I mean, Truex had a shot at him there probably with about eight or ten laps to go. Gave it his best, but it, I think everybody knows Martin Truex Jr. He's not going to put a fender on anybody. He no, just on, doesn't but race something. that way. Had
3: he not had that conversation, and this was still the Ross Chastain that they were everybody so mad at, Mar- even Martin Truex would have d- gone up there and dumped him. You know, so there's the difference. Is he had the talk? All right, I'll give you the leeway here on this talk. Let's see if you, you honor it. I'll honor it to you if you honor it to me. And they did, and hopefully Ross learned from it because that, that'd that be a bonus. But 125 versus Chase, I like that.
2: Yeah, I, I do, too. I think it's that's probably. of on I, I, I like that one. I think the other one maybe that I really kind of like up there is, and I really know, don't know why, I kind of like Christopher Bell the plus 120 against Kyle Bush. I just, I get this. He won f- Daytona. Christ- Christopher won Daytona. Bell just. He's, You know, I don't know. He's a young guy who these kind of things just seem to come naturally for him. So, I kind of like that one, too. But uh, I'm with you. I really like Ross Chastain against Chase Elliott. All right, let's start getting into our group matchups here. And I'm just going to tell all the folks here, the group matchups this week are really hard to pick. (laughs) Um, at least they're going to be really hard to pick until qualifying is over on Saturday. So, Brennan and I are going to do our best here. So, Group A: Chase Elliott's the favorite. Tyler Reddick, who's uh, shown great prowess on the road courses, plus two seventy-five. Martin Truex Jr., who won at Sonoma and is the hottest guy right now at plus two eighty. Kyle Larson at plus two eighty-five.
3: Yeah, I mean, Hendrick, Hendrick, Toyota, Toyota. You know, I mean, this is this is a, a. a battle of road course titans here, right? I mean, I think that's every road course win just about except for Ross Chastain in the last few races. Um very tough to pick this one, especially before qualifying, especially before practice, especially before knowing anything about what's going to happen. So uh I'm I am really, really not comfortable picking group A because I, I gotta see what's going on. So I can't touch it.
2: I'm with you boy. Group A. I I think my gut right here tells me I just love how hot True X has been.
3: Sure. I
2: don't like Elliott. I, I really don't. I, I I just he hasn't done anything yet this year too.
3: I've been saying, remember, I might keep picking Chase Elliott every week because he's going to win one of these. So I mean, I could but keep with my trend and say I'm going to pick Chase Elliott just because I think he's going to win one here soon. But
2: I, I kind of think this group's going to come down to Truex and Reddick. I really do. Um, but it's just my thought our group B our co-favorites there Ross Chastain and AJ Allmendinger uh, 255 Kyle Busch is plus 270 and Chris Buescher who oh my goodness couldn't we've got I thought we'd certainly get him at least group C or group D he's a plus 310 a big number but man you're gonna pick him against Ross Chastain and AJ
3: Allmendinger there's a reason why he's in group B last 10 road course races eight top 10s average finish 8.1 this ain't a road course Last 10 left and right turn courses in NASCAR. <laughs> Eight top tens in the last 10 races. Jeff Motley. We have talked about this. The silent assassin on road courses has been Chris Boucher. So he absolutely deserves to be in group B, but that really pisses me but off. But That's what I was saying. I was because... hoping
2: not to have him in group B <laughs>
3: because you put him against Frost Chastain, the guy AJ Allmendinger. We've talked about Kyle Busch. You know, it's like. Doggone it. I mean, Kyle Busch average finished sixteen, one last ten. Chris Boucher average finish eight. So see,
2: the guy I really uh, like here is Almendinger. I just hope he has the car that's going to do it.
3: I think Kolig has the car.
2: I think he's got he's the driver. I think could be the car. We'll see. All right, let's oh, take a look. Boucher, at,
3: Come on, how do they put our man? That kills man, us.
2: I know. That's I know. my
3: that's my ticket cashing pay, machine. He's pay the ATM
2: me. machine for gone racing. Yeah, it will pain me not to pick him this week. All right, Group C, William Byron is our favorite there at plus two forty. Christopher Bell is a 255. Michael McDowell plus 290. Denny Hamlin plus 310.
3: That's a big number on Denny Hamlin. Yeah, I'm trying to get a stat here for Denny Hamlin. Okay. Well, Denny Hamlin, last 10 road course races. I know it's not a road course. Well,
2: and Sonoma, let's kind of, he was running great at Sonoma and he made that driving blunder Amen. by smacking yeah. the, of all walls, the turn 12. So
3: wall. the only top five he has had in the last 10 races. Was Charlotte Road Course in 2021. He has been awful. No top tens. One top five. Had the pole at Sonoma. Finished 36 from a mistake. So that's why Denny Hamlin is the dog in this group, and apparently, rightfully so. Um, you pointed out, you know, the 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 Christopher Bell thing. How he runs well everywhere. I I get that also. McDowell is statistically leader in the clubhouse. McDowell has the best average finish. The most top five. Most top tens of anybody in this group. So that leads me to, you know, Seabell, the only difference is he's got the one win at Daytona. But other than that, uh, McDowell statistically is the best driver in the group.
2: See, my thing with Denny Hamlin, and I look back at the Sonoma thing with him qualifying on the pole, Denny Hamlin is really good on road courses when there's nobody else out there. He doesn't race well, but he's really good at getting around the track. He usually tends to qualify well. I think qualifying is going to be so So important in this race um, that I think that Denny Hamlin, I think
3: at plus 310, plus 310 at that number. A lot of juice left in there for a 310 on a a guy like Denny Hamlin. So I get where you're going. Me personally, I like the two mids there. I like the 290 McDowell. It's it's got enough enticement to get me there. And I like Seabell at 255. Um just, you know, based off of what I saw him at Daytona the one year. So I mean I I kinda I'm in the middle of the road.
2: There. Well, and one other good thing with Danny Hamlin is I don't think that he's gonna have to worry about any green any any yellow flag pit stops where you can lose fifteen spots on pit road. I think everybody will want to pit under green on this we track. Try. And if you lose a second under green, that's not nearly as bad as losing a second under yellow. A second under yellow is 15 spots. A second under green might be one or two spots on the racetrack. So, All right, let's take a look at Group D here. Austin Cindricks, our favorite at plus 220. Daniel Suarez, 270. Ryan Blaney, plus 305, along with his teammate, Joey Logano, plus 305 in Group D. Blaney and Logano, 305s in Group D.
3: Yeah, well, you know, once again, I started off the show talking about what – What old Joey Logano does at these new tracks, you put him as the dog, the only fear I have there is, look, I was super high on Daniel Suarez. I think the last two years, I was like, Daniel Suarez, great road racer, and I think he's blown more transmission than I blew in my career in the last five or six road races, so I am off the Suarez bandwagon. Now, he's got one win, three top fives in the last 10 on road courses, but in the other ones, it's... 27, 27, 36, 28, 24, 37, blown transmission, blown transmission, blown, you know, it's like, ah, dang. So, I I mean, he's either feast or famine, so to speak, but Joey Logano, man, at the new tracks, Joy Luganos.
2: Well, and, you know, and Ryan Blaney's been a guy that's been good on road corners, Cendric, too. I, talk about I,
3: mean,
2: I mean, this is a tough group here to pick. I mean, because I think it's one where you can make an argument for everybody, and, you know, the old can't make an argument for the others. Okay, we come back. We'll have our final segment. We'll go finish up our groups, and we'll give you our picks for Chicago.
1: Is Gone Racing, Veasan's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gaughan and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley.
2: And well, we get the white flag with one segment to go. I was expecting the green flag and then the white flag with one minute to go. No, but we get the the white flag. It's a four lap
3: race. That's too much counting for me to figure out. But Uh, but listen, As, as bad as they are with giving us countdowns. Let's just start with the white flag last yeah. segment.
2: I'm with my Earl Ross nugget for you here. That is four-lap race. That is three laps longer than the
3: first ever
2: race that was ever held, which was actually held in Chicago in 1895. It was a one-lap race. Average speed, seven miles per hour. I want you to know that's a true story. Go look it up. They raced from downtown Chicago to Evanston, Illinois, and back. They had to avoid dead horses on the course, people walking out into the road. There were only six cars in the race. It's a true story. Go look it up. First race 1895. ever. Held. 1895.
4: I thought cars were invented later than that. I, I was,
3: first, I was thinking that he's full of crap because I don't think there was cars in 1895. Second, uh, wouldn't that be called like a cannonball run running on like county roads? Well, yeah, pretty and much was. But I'm telling was you, there it's, a, it's a true
2: story. Go look it up. Go look it up. 1895. Yep. There were more horse-drawn carriages. There were not many cars, but there were, there were six cars in the race. Average speed, seven miles per hour. It was a um, very small. Uh,
4: Isaiah just got in my ear and said 1866 was when cars were first invented. I don't believe this stat at all.
2: Well, 1895, there was a race in Chicago. So, anyway. All right. We're getting to finish up our group matchups here. Group E, Kevin Harvick, major favorite at plus 180. Ty Gibbs, plus 210. And some big numbers on some pretty big drivers. Alex Bowman, plus 300. And Brad Keselowski, plus... 365, I think once or twice, Brendan, we might have seen a plus 400 or something on a group, but this is a very, very big number. I'm too busy looking up the automobile right now. Well, you can look that up when the show's over. Um, but.
3: Sorry. Uh, no, here, so we were talking off air. I, that enticed, right? We talk about a, a, a book enticing us to bet somewhere. Well, you're enticing us. You've got Kevin Harvick at plus one. Look at the spread. Plus 180 to plus 365. Why Kevin Harvick is the favorite at that 180, I'm not 1,000% sure of. Um, to me, me, me either. That's why I'm not picking him. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Harvick is three top 10s, two top 5s, average finish 14. Alex Bowman, three top 10s, two top 5s, average finish 13-4. Okay, so I like Alex Bowman on the numbers. You and I think the wild card here is Ty Gibbs because he has it's done so well in the Xfinity series and road course stuff. But who's been cashing more tickets for me lately than even Chris Boucher? His teammate, Brad Keselowski. He's 365. Brad used to be a hell of a road racer. Remember Marcus Ambrose and him having that amazing battle. The
2: other thing I love about Keselowski is he has a great attitude to
3: new things. Like He's like, bring it on. Let's give it a try. Brad comes in with the right attitude at this sort of thing, and that's a big deal. So I kind of like that 365. I think they're enticing me with a big enough number to say – I could do Brad.
2: Yeah, I like that, too. All right, let's take a look at Group F. Chase Briscoe is our favorite at plus 215. Then The numbers get pretty big. Todd Gillen at 280. Eric Jones coming off a top 10 last week at Nashville at plus 285. And another guy with a big number who is almost worth looking at, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., plus 325.
3: Yeah, but I think I talked for Sonoma that Ricky hadn't, hadn't had a top 10, like, ever in a road course, and he got one at Sonoma, which was – or at, at Coda. So you gave him ago. the reverse jinx, uh, or, yeah, re- or I, whatever that's called. Um, but – I just right now if I'm picking a guy without looking at stats Chase Briscoe is probably the most uh accomplished road racer in that group. Chase Briscoe came from a lot of different uh road racing background over at Roush. He'd been there a long time doing some road racing. So I kind of lean towards the Briscoe thing. Um Gilliland, no I mean look, he's he's pretty scrappy, right? He's got a lot of West Coast road racing experience in him. But uh I if I got everybody I do like the favorite there at 215.
2: Yep. Probably gonna stay away from that group. All right, let's take a quick look at our manufacturer uh, odds this week. Chevy's coming in at minus one twenty. Toyota at plus two hundred, and Ford coming in at plus three eighty. I tell you, like, like, like the like the Toyotas this week at plus two hundred. I, That's I really, I, I think with uh, you got a lot of guys for TrueX, Truex Reddick, out there, Bell. Reddick out there, Bell, Denny Hamlin. Uh, I just think that there's an opportunity for the for the Toyotas out there. So um, I kind of like Toyota there at plus two hundred.
3: Yeah, so do I. I I do like the plus 200. The Ford number, I mean, Joey Logano, the the jokes we're making, but Joey Logano kind of is only one. Ryan Blaney, maybe. Uh, So I I do like, unless I get a Jensen button, you know, with his plus 100 to one to win. But I I do like the plus 200 on Toyota. All
2: right, let's take a quick look at our season championship. The guy who... Yes, please, let's look at that. The guy who is fading fast now is Chase Elliott. He is all the way down to a plus 900. And the problem with Chase Elliott right now is... Even if he can get his way in, if he points his way in, he's going to get in with no, no playoff, playoff points, and I think that's going to.
3: But plus nine hundred, you know, I mean, that's right. you, you got to look at wh- where where's the value at right now. Tyler Reddick has dropped back to twenty to one. I think that is a another oppor- you know golden opportunity right there of guys that have gone the right way. Uh, Ross Chastain stayed at twelve, so I think that's still a steal. I think Ross will continue to go down as this goes on. So there, there's still some good numbers out there. Um, I still think getting Martin Tricks Jr. plus seven hundred is a good still number. Still probably a good number. Yep.
2: You know, so uh, certainly, you know, those numbers are not. The only way those you're going to see a gigantic move right now is if someone who's got a big number ends up picking up a win. I don't think we're going to see a ton of... Let's get to our championship. I know you've been excited to, to talk season. about how well we did or how poorly we did last week. Uh, we will not talk about my picks. Ryan Blaney trying to knock down the inside wall in turn one certainly put me behind the eight ball for the entire day. Uh, Pit crew did eke one out there with uh, Martin Truex Jr. winning group A. Uh, so they did get one win. But, did I uh, eke one out? Brendan, uh, you you also had the Truex pick. You also had Chastain. I mean, if you'd been really smart, you'd pick Chastain to win instead of just winning Group B. I'll and take then, my 280. And then you hooked your wagon to Brad Keselowski. I mean, you basically just said, "Take that pit crew and and your lead is uh, pretty much insurmountable now." You have a
3: whoa, whoa, whoa! Listen, I, I never say I'm
4: a I'm a sports guy. It's never over till it's over. No. I was going to give you props. You know, I, you know, last year was a struggle. This year, what a great turnaround! I'm just
2: Somehow saying. I will try to take like a fifty to one guy at Daytona and see if I can make up ground on Brendan. And make you it do it lucky. here.
4: But the yeah. good news is the pit crew's catching uh, Jeff. Oh, we're only we're only five laps down. The gap is well, closed. Right. Eighteen, past 18 week. points now. They, it's, they it's gained
2: five point one points because they gained point one point last That's week. That's right. Um, so it's kind of like I'm gaining on the pit crew. Really
4: going the other direction <laughs> is really more like it. So.
3: So who picks first again? Oh, that's right. Well, we do know who
4: picks first. So so we're going to pick Brad Keselowski to win the Atlanta Motor. Oh, that's next week. Sorry. All right. Preview next week. All right. For the pick crew this week, we're going to be high on Ross Chastain. Top three plus 330. And we like the number against Chase Elliott at plus 125. Tyler Reddick to win group A at plus 275. He should have won his group last week, but uh, that was a tough uh, loss for us. Michael McDowell, the win group C. He should have won
2: his group last week. He was out at the beginning of the second stage.
4: He was top five the entire time. If they can tighten one lug nut, it would have been perfect. One. One. They only had one. Yeah, I know. They screwed up the one. (laughs) Michael McDowell, the win group C at plus 290. And you've been high on Todd Gill and sometimes for these uh, races we go left and right. So we picked him group F plus 280.
2: One of those road course guys. A lot of road course ringers there for those guys. All right, my picks. I'm going to uh, – well, here comes the kiss of death because I have a sneak peek of Brendan's picks too, but uh, Ross Chastain over Chase Elliott. Everybody seems to like Ross Chastain oh, over that Chase Elliott.
3: guarantees us that Chase Elliott will absolutely uh, He's probably going
2: to win the race. Yeah. Uh, or he's going to finish second and Ross is going to finish third. third. Yep. Uh, and in my other picks, I'm going to go into the groups. I am going to go with A.J. Allmendinger in group B. That plus 310 on Denny Hamlin in Group C. The plus 365 on Brad Kozlowski in Group E. And I am going to jump on the Toyota bandwagon this week. I like Toyota at plus 200.
3: All right. All right. Well, I am going to take a a little bit different approach here because uh, not because I because you can uh, not because I can because I think that I think these are good picks. I'm going off of what I started the show with guys with experience. I'm starting with the dinger to win, right? AJ Allmendinger. He's plus 900. Uh, I think that, that this is his way to get into the playoffs. I think he kind of has this circled. I think he qualifies well. I like what Collett has. I like their motors, I like their package. I'm going him. I'm taking Austin Sendrick in group, uh for a top three. I like what I see from Cindric And I'm going to go. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Shane Van. He's begging. He's begging for a top three. V8 Supercars. Come on, my guys from down under, my Kiwi, let's go. I will not call you an Aussie. I know the difference, unlike Jeff Motley. So I'm going Shane Van Giesbergen <laughs> for uh, the top three. I'm going to keep the head-to-head, as we said. Chase, uh, I just, Ross Chastain, 125, and a head-to-head. Uh, way, way too much of, a, of, a, of an opportunity there. And I'm going to finish it off with Brad Keselowski. I'm sorry. Big Brad, 365, got me 380 last week. Going to give me another.
2: So we all three agree on Ch- Chastain over Elliott. You and I are together on Kozlowski to win his group. You're welcome for not
4: picking Brad because if we had two kiss of death there, that'd just been
2: yeah, that would tough have just been tough to would swap. that would have been rough. All right, we got, I don't know, what, about 30, 35 seconds left in the show. You excited for this
3: week at Chicago? You, you kind of. I just think it's great for the sport that we're going to be racing. No. In I do think it's city. great for the sport. I love the Blues Brothers references. And by the way, the first steam-powered vehicle was 1672, uh, Jesuit mission in China. Uh, and going from steam-powered, it was oh th- The race
4: was right. The race was right that he talked. It was like the
3: Chicago Tribune race. Chicago, the
2: Chicago Tribune sponsored the race. Again, they had 12 entries. Only six cars showed up. Sounds like the wow. Belmont Stakes. So, uh, anyway, okay, we'll be back next week. We'll break down the race in Chicago, and then I think we're going to Atlanta. At Bed
0: 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.